Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. Today's message is called A Fresh Start. If you've got your Bibles uh, with you or you've got your Bible app or perhaps you're, you're following along in our notes on you version, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, I'm going to read this out of the message. And I want to say this to you. This morning, I want every person to look at me and give me your undivided attention. In this moment, it's so important. I believe that many of you that are dealing with situations and struggles, I believe that there's an opportunity for us to see this turn around, but there's some things on our part that we need to do to ready ourselves for what I believe God, we need to prepare ourselves and prepare the way for what the Lord is going to do in and through us this year. And I want to talk about that today. I want to read 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Now we look inside And what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start. Can I, I could put the mic down right here and we could all go home and grab lunch. Anybody that's united with the Lord, with the Messiah, gets a fresh start, is created new. The old life is gone and a new life emerges. Look at it. That's an incredible verse. I love that. And I believe that today the Lord is literally on a silver platter saying, hey, I've got a new way for you. If you'll dedicate yourself to me, if you'll listen to this and makes, maybe you need to, man makes his plans and then God directs our steps. Maybe you need to make some plans. With Jesus, all things are possible. Everybody say all. Okay, so what you're looking at that you're going, this is impossible. Hold on. With Jesus, all things are possible. And I believe this can be the best year of your life. I believe this will be. If you're obedient, I do believe it. And today I want to build your faith for this year ahead. I want to see all of us encounter God like we've never encountered him before. I don't care how long you've been walking with the Lord. There's depths of his spirit and there's revelation in his word and we all need it. I'm talking to myself this morning. I believe this can be the best year of our lives if our proximity to the Lord is close. If we get close, you go, well, that's just like every one of your messages. Yes, thank you for that compliment. It's true. I believe the closer that you pull to God is the better your year is going to be this year. I really mean that. And maybe you would agree that I have issues. Okay, everybody, every hand should be up right now. Uh, How many of you believe that you have issues? How many of you believe that they have issues? Yeah, if you're a human being and you have a heart beating in your chest, you've got issues. But we can overcome those issues by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, amen? And so how can this year be different? How can we overcome our limitations and climb higher than our shortcomings and our challenges that present themselves during the coming year? In Genesis 1, verses 26 to 27, I'm gonna read this out of the ESV. Then God said... Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens or the, some versions say the air 
and over the livestock and over all of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. I want to clarify something here. God created them male and female. There's no other options. What God created you with, what you were born with, that's who you are. That's who you're going to meet the Lord face to face, and you will be exactly how he created you in his image. There's confusion running rampant. We are not confused here at Hope Covenant Church. We know the word says we were created male and female. And how you were born is who you are. That's who God intended you to be. And we want to encourage you to live in the fullness of who he meant for you to be. Let's not try and jack with what God created. Amen? Let's leave it alone. He did a good job. We can't do better than him. It's a core foundation of our belief system. Eliminates a ton of confusion. You wouldn't think so, but it's profound. We are made in the image of God. And that's an amazing, that's a miracle. It's a miracle. As I'm watching the, I know many of you have been through this before, but as I'm watching the formation of my child and the miracle that God is creating, it's overwhelming. It's astounding. The image that we are all created in the likeness of God. So when you get irritated with your shortcomings, remember you're created in the image of God. That's not who you are. That's a good word for somebody in here today. We are made in the image of God to grow in the image of God. In other words, this is an instant pudding. You're going to grow, and as you pull closer to the Lord, you're going to look more like him. You're going to reflect his image. Hopefully, his appearance will change you. There's no way for it not to. He's that good. In Romans 8, verse 29, for God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son. Oh, that's good. So that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So becoming like Jesus and taking on his character, I believe, is the answer to going beyond their limitations. I believe becoming more like Jesus is the answer to succeeding in every single area of our lives. I believe that. I believe that. If you want to succeed this year, we need to become more like Jesus. Guys, that's, that's the simplicity of this message. Become more like him and become successful in him. And you'll learn what it is that he wants and desires from you. Because God doesn't have needs, he has desires. Lord, what do you desire from me this year? What is it that you're looking for? What are you looking for from me? And I believe for many of you, it's just let's start with the relationship. And we're going to get there in a minute. I want you all to have a killer year. I want you all to serve more like Jesus did. And get out of the mindset of me first, because I have told you before, this pulls us out of our issues. When we serve others and you're going through something, the best thing you could do is serve. It pulls you out of your issues because there's a spiritual principle called you sow and then you reap. It's the greatest time to minister to somebody when you have a need. You go, but I'm dealing with such a deep, dark depression. Minister to somebody and watch what he does, the joy of the Lord that just absolutely infiltrates your life. I've been there and done it. I've been at rock bottom and ministered to somebody and gone, why do I feel life right now? I didn't even, I thought I was so empty and so broken I didn't have it. And then the Lord reminds me, you didn't, but I was there for you. That's a good word. You were created to look like God, so... Living a selfish life that's disconnected from God is literally wasting the whole purpose of your life. 
The whole purpose of why you were created, when you're living selfish, you're negating the whole reason why God created you. Think about it. Why Jesus came here to live a selfless life. God gave his son that died for you. That was a completely selfless act. And if we're trying to become more like Jesus, then we need to become givers. We need to start spreading the message of, of the Lord and looking like the image of who he is, taking on his character. I said something this week out loud out of my mouth to my mother, which always is, you know, risky. And she corrected something that I said and said, you know, you're better than that, basically was what she said. And I went, mm, you're right. And I, I didn't want to say that. I hate saying that, you know, off, my pride hates saying that. But my spirit loved it because I knew if I just correct this one little area of my life that's been a hindrance for me in a confession that I've made, I'll see the Lord do amazing things. And it's amazing the satisfaction that you feel from God. How many of you know repentance is not a dirty word? It's a great word. When you say, oh, Lord, you're right. We need each other. Iron sharpens iron. And you, we need to be honest with each other. That's messed up is a good thing to tell somebody you love. Like that's jacked up. I need people around me that say that's, that's not good. God doesn't love that. You need people like that in your life. My mom, I've, I've, I've done the same with her. And, and actually surprised that as my mother, she took it. I'm careful. I tread lightly, but you know, it, it is what it is. I want to say this, we are made in the image of God, to grow in the image of God, to experience the life of God. That's good. So here is what a God-filled life looks like in Galatians 5. There's such revelation in this. That I know you all have heard this verse probably a million times, but get ready because I'm going to read the opposite of it. Galatians 5 verses 22 to 23. This is what a God-filled life looks like. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, a lot of us need to work on that, and self-control. There is no law against these things. The life we just read about is only available to us through relationship and proximity with the Lord. And I want to say that the Lord, in other words, not just the Savior, but now we're submitting to these fruits of the spirit that are listed that I'm going to take on these qualities. I'm going to be a lover. I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to be at peace. We're all working on that. Patience. Lord knows. 485. Whatever line you might be in, we're going to see that tested. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness. And listen, the rubber meets the road when we're tested in these areas. You go, how, well, I, yeah, I guess I am. Some of you have people in your life, probably they're designed just to test how godly are you really. I mean, if you know any of those, I know it's, it's not just me there. This is really about giving up control to God when you take on the fruits of the Spirit. You're, you're saying, I'm going beyond my flesh. Our, flesh. our flesh loves control. We love to control things. Anybody else but me there? Yeah, your flesh, your flesh just loves the, to control. This is, this, our flesh is controlling. That's the bottom line. And I want to say this, that humanity says I control. Christianity says God's in control. I'm going to say it again. Humanity says I'm in control. Christianity says God's in control. This is the story of humanity, and when we do life our way instead of God's way, let me read the opposite list for you in Romans 1, verses 21 to 23. This is out of the NIV. 
For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. And they claimed to be wise, but they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. So what happens when you do things your way instead of God's way? Doing things our way will never work out. When we do things our way, it's the opposite of the fruit of the spirit. Doing life apart from God's way results in a, in, in a life that looks like this. In Romans 1, verses 29 to 32, listen to this list. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. How many of you are seeing any of this in society right now? They invent ways of doing evil, and they disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy, although they knew God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Wow. Are y'all seeing this? Yes. It's the opposite of the fruits of the spirit. And this is what happens when we choose our way over God's way. That's a caution. Yeah, we don't like the caution thing. And this could be heavy, but we have an option to live according to God's way to look like his image instead of like what we just read. I truly believe if we plan to make living according to God's way, making God first our priority, making the fruit of the spirit a priority, this is going to be the ingredient to having a successful year. Our way does not work. God's way does. It's that simple. Second Corinthians chapter three, verses 16 to 18. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Let me explain what that means. When you turn to God, he gives you revelation and understanding of things. You go, I'm dealing with this situation and I don't understand it. Pull close to the Lord and he will help you in the area of understanding. Right. He will help you cope. Do you know why we have a generation that can't cope? Because we have a generation that's distant from God that has no revelation. And, they, and it's impossible to cope when you have no revelation of what is this moment all about. If you want to understand this year and what God's doing with you, pull close to his spirit and watch Holy Spirit will reveal things to you through his word and he'll speak to you. Your prayer life needs to be a lot of listening and not just bombarding God. You need to have moments where your cell phone is in the airplane mode position and you are just marinating in the presence of God and letting him speak to you and give you direction. And if you're not doing that, that needs to convict you that you need to be doing that because that's how you have a successful year. I make no time for God and I wonder why I'm confused. We've all been there. I'm preaching to me. You get like around June and you're like, oh man, this year has been challenging. What's going on? And I'm not trying to pour condemnation on anybody, but certainly conviction is a good thing. And if this is a challenge, you're going, oh, God, yeah, I struggle with this. Okay, cool. What, what do we do when we, when we recognize this? Listen, there's, we just turn it around and we get close to God and we ask for his forgiveness. And then we dedicate ourselves to him and it never happened. 
It's that simple. And he makes up for lost time because he's that gracious that when you pull close to him, he'll give you double the revelation. That's just how he is. So, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. And check this out. Remember, we're here to know God, thus encounter God, find freedom of all the things that are holding us back, discover our purpose so that we can make a difference. That's our vision as a church. It's pretty much right here in the scripture verse. Now, the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So when you get close to God, you end up with freedom. When you're distant from God, you end up in bondage. You go, I don't know that I like this message. I'm sorry about it, but it is what it is. You can't argue with scripture. Now, verse 18, and we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. That's a good verse. And I'm going to dissect it in just a minute here. This is not a long message. Just bear with me. I'm going to give you three points right here. Let me give you a few key ingredients to having a successful 2023. Can I do that? Three, just three. We'll make it quick. Number one is it's time to release control. It's time to release control. Second Corinthians three, verse 16. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. When I surrender all, the veil is removed. (laughs) That's what happens. When I surrender, I don't understand. This is difficult. When I give it to God, you might not understand when you surrender. In fact, I can guarantee you most times you won't. That's called faith. You're doing this out of obedience, trusting that the outcome is going to be that you'll have revelation and understanding in his timing. When you surrender and you release control and submit to the lordship of God, you end up with revelation and you end up with his goodness. You end up with direction. All of a sudden, you find yourself not having to strive. This becomes not difficult. You literally end up in the center of God's will for your life. Lordship is is so key to to our success. I can't underscore that anymore. And it happens gradually as you surrender yourself to the Lord, as you give up and you, you let God do things. He just comes and he changes you and he's gracious. He's, he's patient with you during the process. And it's time for us as a church to have real relationship with God, have daily time with God. And I want to say this, and I want y'all to say this with me. Can we put this on the screen? Prioritize. Is this on there? Prioritize. A radical realignment with God. Say that with me. Prioritize a radical realignment with God. What does that mean to prioritize a radical realignment with God? It might mean something like this. Maybe some of y'all need to go on a fast. You go, what is fasting? It's when you don't eat. Your flesh gets a little ornery. If you're like me, you might even like bite your wife's arm a little bit. But your flesh is suffering and your spirit is thriving. And you're realigning with God. And if you've never done this, I want to encourage you. If, you've, if you can't cold turkey fast food, then, then just do a Daniel fast. Whatever you need to do, just fast something. And, and for the love of God, the social media fast thing, that's totally lame. I just want to encourage you all with that. Because I hear people, I'm going on a social media fast. Uh, like, uh, whatever. Let your flesh really, I mean, I get it. You know, some of y'all deal with FOMO, whatever, but we need to go deeper this year. 
We need to go deeper this year. And prioritizing a radical realignment with God is the very thing that's going to set the trajectory for our year. I believe that. Another one is, another ingredient for being successful in 2023 is it's time to step into freedom. 2 Corinthians 3, chapter 17, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When you find God, you find freedom, period, end of story. God can set you free of absolutely anything. God can set the person that you're believing would be set free. He can set them free of anything. I want to encourage you to encourage others in this. Why would you want to hold on to your issues? You could be free of fear, free of oppression, free of depression, free of anxiety. You could be free of anything that holds you back. You go, well, that's a real struggle for me. You don't understand how I struggle with depression. God does. God does. And when you pull close to him, he can literally set you free of those things. It's amazing what happens in his presence. The sky is the limit this year. If you would press into God, you would see freedom. I believe that. Are you willing to step into ultimate freedom in God by surrendering to him? That's the question. And then the third and last point is it's time to reflect God's glory. Man, when we were worshiping just now, it's like rivers. And I was encouraging you, get beyond your situation. And just, listen, we're going to do more of that this year where we're going to be in those moments. And some of y'all, I watch your eye activity, you get really uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. He's telling me to sing. I really don't want to sing right now. I get it. I get it. But when you start to marinate in the presence of God, and how many of you know, like, I'm going to give an example of food because I love food. And one of the things that my dad has taught me is steak is awesome, but it's better when it marinates. Okay. And like you put all the dad has this little, he calls it, is it Montreal steak seasoning? It, Montreal steak seasoning. And he, he does a little poker thing where he like pokes it and he rubs it all in there. And the glory of the Lord is in all that. I'm just telling you right now, it creates a flavor like never before. What we do when we get quiet before the Lord and we start to welcome his presence and we start to sing, you're worthy, you're worthy. In moments where we know we're not worthy and we fall short, but we sing, God, you are. If you're literally taking the fork and the steak and you're doing this and you're rubbing like the Montreal and God goes, oh, yes, I want some more of that. I, lo- I crave that from you. When you start worshiping and it attracts the presence of the Lord and he goes like this in heaven, I'm telling you, this is real. It's scriptural because this happened. We, in fact, we, us as a band and a worship team, we're actually studying this right now. Brennan is teaching this right now, that, that the, the tabernacle was all about that incense rising and God goes, oh, yes, Lord. How many of you have ever walked in a restaurant? You smell that fresh bread and you're like, oh, shaitan about diet another day. How many of you have ever been there? Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, we walked into Ruth's Chris just to go, oh, Jesus, and I, that bread came out. I understand now why they put the bread out because you get so full on the bread, the steak comes out. You're like, oh, this is a big piece of meat. It's only like six ounces, but you're good because you eat that much bread. But when we worship God, there's an incense that rises and there's situations that change just in his presence. Right. It's scriptural, the laying on of hands, and I believe in that. But man, if we would start all just marinating in the glory of the Lord, we wouldn't even need that because God already touched us. And that's what I'm, I'm long, just a moment in God's presence does what I could never do in 50 years up here of talking to you. 
encountering God makes it I don't have to convince you of anything because you've just experienced it. And I'm praying this year that you would not just hear, but that you would experience what would change you forever. Somebody needs to give God a shout of praise because I'm preaching really good right now. No, because he's really good right now. But we need people to see us and see God. And the only way that that's going to happen is when you get beyond your issues and into the presence of God. And that in and of itself will be a testimony to people when they go, oh, I, I know Adam. I knew what he looked like before he encountered the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Only you could have done that. I'm talking about myself. Without the spirit of God, oh, it's wretched. It's nasty. But when God starts to move in us and starts to, we start to become more like him. That's what it's talking about when it says we were made in his likeness and in his image. You're literally thwarting his potential when you're not living according to his way. There's a lot of revelation in that. You're thwarting his potential when you're not living according to his way. But the sky is the limit when you surrender and you go, okay, there's a menu that's listed in the word of God of what he wants from me. It's what he desires from me. He doesn't need it, but he desires it. I loved uh, 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 Terry Fur when she was up here. She said, He's not mad at you if you don't open the door, but man, he really desires that. And I believe that. God, God really desires that. You're a representative of God, and people should see God's goodness when they see you, when they see me. People should see us and see what freedom looks like. They should see what broke off of us and go, whoa, I want that. You're supposed to be provoking people when they look at your life and go, why are they living so blessed? And then you, you have a perfect opportunity. Well, I, I'm given to the Lord, and, and man, he, it's just amazing what he's doing. Like, I just gave you that testimony. People should see us, and they should see the joy of the Lord. That's why you can't give yourself the, the, the ability to just wallow in depression, because it's amazing what happens when people see joy operating through you, and it reaches others. If your spiritual life, your life in God is thriving, you will thrive. If you're distant from God, and I'm going to end right here, if you are distant from God, you're going to struggle. Well, I don't like that confession, but, but scripture says it. When you're distant from God, you're lacking life. You know, the word of God is living and active. What does that mean? It's alive. It's, it should be exploding in you. And this character of what it says should be exploding in you. And then you're not striving. It, it just is natural. And now I'm going to end with this. because and, and no tracks just for a second. No music just for a second. I, I'm, I'm watching um, right now. I'm dealing with something that. In fact, the Lord even revealed to me, I've been having bad headaches and I didn't know what they were related to. And the Lord showed me this morning what they are. I'm deeply grieving. I'm I'm grieving right now over so many people that are walking away from living God's way. People that I've watched that have grown up in church. I'm watching many that are growing cold, which is why I know he's coming soon. I'm watching it happen. And I'm literally, I'm, I'm, I'm travailing in the presence of the Lord. And I'm not trying to be extreme, but I'm trying to be extreme. 
because I'm watching so many people that are struggling that I just want to shake them, but I can't. You know, it's, it's the Holy Spirit's job to do that. But I just want to shake him and go, would you wake up? He's given you a menu. And it's not because I'm mad at him. It's because I love him. And I'm like, gosh, it's like the train. You see the train coming. And you're yelling at that kid because you love him. And they're going, whatever. And, you know, their disobedience could result in death. And I'm looking at him going, God, this matters so much to you because this person's disobedience could result in death. The wages of sin is. But the gift of God is eternal life. You go, this is not very profound. No, it really is. Because we've got a society that's asleep. And I'm not angry. I'm passionate. Because bottom line is love is what's driving this. And it's, it's, I understand it's, it's not my shortness that leads them to repentance. This is the kindness of God. But I'm so grieving right now because I know that there are so many people that if they would just get close proximity to God and follow his ways, they would see success and see things turn around. And the very thing that you're struggling with right now, I want you to just ask yourself, as the music's playing in the background, I want you to ask yourself, is the very thing that I'm struggling with right now that, God, I need to be obedient and I would see you remove that obstacle? I'm asking myself this morning, I am convicted as I've ever been about the speech and the words of my mouth, the thought processes that I deal with on a daily basis, things that I thought were okay yesterday that now God's saying, then not okay anymore, come up higher. And it's not because he wants me to, I mean, I, yeah, my, my flesh needs to die because my spirit needs to thrive. Guys, I am on my knees as your pastor begging you this morning would you just connect with the father this morning don't leave don't be in a hurry to get out of here be in a hurry to connect with the father so lord we quiet ourselves before you this morning and we invite you spirit of god to speak to us because you're so good when we dedicate ourselves and we, we repent, you forgive us of our sin. Father, you're so faithful. We've got to take your principles seriously. And then we gain the Prince of Peace. Lord, this morning I ask for every person that's watching online, every person that's sitting in this room, every person that's listening on the podcast, Lord, convict us and show us what do you desire of us this year? certainly the fruit of the Spirit. Father, I ask for your joy over every person here. And here's what I want to ask everybody to do this morning. If you've been wallowing in a situation rather than wallowing in the Lord, would you just look at God and say, Lord, I repent right now for looking at that situation and making it my God. And this morning, Father, I make you Lord. And I thank you that you're God over that situation and that it's handled. I thank you for that even before I see it. You go, I struggle with depression. Maybe you need to start to declare the joy of the Lord is my strength. Let your mouth speak it, let your ears hear it, and let God start to move through that situation. Lord, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your spirit. 
Lord, we even repent for our moods this morning. That's not our God. We declare love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. And we thank you, Lord, that we're not ruled by our emotions, but your spirit. We submit, say this out loud if you would, today I dedicate to submitting control to you, God. I confess you are in control. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, we just shout amen. Now, here's what I want to do this morning. We're going to leave in just a second. I know I'm going a little long, but I don't care because I think this is a matter of life or death. And I just, I want to see you thrive. I want to see you succeed this year. If you're in a position where you're like, Lord, I need to dedicate and commit myself to the Lord right now. I want you to just say, Lord, that's me. That's me. That's me. God, I, I realign myself with you right now. I realign myself with you right now. Father, over every person in here that's saying that to you privately or even publicly, Father, I thank you, Lord. When we repent, you forgive us. So right now, maybe you just need to say, Father, I repent. I repent. I repent. I repent. I surrender. I thank you, God, that you, just like that, you forgive us when we repent. And that it's not a dirty word. It's a great word. Lord, I thank you that this would be a prosperous year in your presence. In Jesus' name. If you believe that, would you shout amen? Would you put your hands together, guys? God's so good. Listen, I want to say this. Next week, I want to encourage you guys not only not to miss, but bring like two or three people with you. We're going to have Dr. Michael Brown with us next week. It's going to be absolutely amazing. You don't want to miss it. Liz and I will be here leading worship. It's going to be a killer week next week. I would love to see these seats filled. If you're watching online, get here, get here, get here, get here. It's going to be a good week. I'm not going to miss it. I don't think you should miss it. It's going to be awesome. I'll see you guys 1030 next week. I love you guys. Let's fellowship. Let's party. Good to have you guys. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.